had his songs prepared and ready to go. And I threw him a curveball on, what was it, Saturday morning and said, hey, I got my buddy in town. Uh, would you mind if he let sing? So, Jake, Jarek, thank you so much for all you do, for all the work you do. Oh, round of applause. I wasn't clapping, but that's all right. No, that's, that's good. So, Jarek, thank you so much for your service to the kingdom, brother. Uh, today is a special day. I want to say good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're visiting with us for the first time, I don't know what brought you here today. Maybe you're just passing through or you're looking for a church home. If you are looking for a church home, I would say stop looking. You have found the place. So we're going to ask that you do us a favor. If you're visiting with us this morning in the back of your pew, you will find a visitor's card. You can take that out. Uh, fill it out, and you can pass it in to me or to one of our shepherds, or we've got a box in the foyer as you exit. Place that card in there. We'd love to reach out to you and invite you back to this church because I don't think you'll find a finer church in all of Mission Viejo. want to say a uh, special welcome. I have to recognize uh, my friends here this morning that came all the way down here to come and visit. Uh, so we've got Justin. Justin is from Seattle. He's down here this weekend. Uh, Justin has been here before. Many of you probably remember him. He was here uh, maybe last year, right, Justin, and led us in worship with his uh, wife, Jennifer. I've got my friend Anthony here, who's sitting on the front pew here. Anthony is uh, the worship coordinator, minister at the Brentwood uh, Church of Christ, fellow uh, brother in Christ, um, and a, a good mentor and a good friend. I've also got uh, Marcus and Don here with us this morning as well, sitting over here. Marcus is a columnist with the Bay Area News Group, and uh, I'm excited that they're here. They're from Oakland, 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 California. Justin is up in Seattle, so they come this way, uh, and I had to just put them to work today. That's all right. So this month, as you know, we are working our way through a four-week sermon series entitled New Year, New You. And the, the goal of this sermon series is to help us flesh out how to accomplish our goals or resolutions by tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit. And in part one, we talked about the importance of setting goals in faith, if you can remember that far back. And we said that if you want to accomplish a goal or if you have a resolution, you've got to make sure that it's designed to give God the glory. And if it's designed to give God the glory, you'll meet those goals or that resolution. But it's for yourself. If it's for yourself, it can become problematic and difficult to achieve. In part two, we discussed uh, some principles on what it takes to change. And I gave you a few ideas on how to stick with uh, these principles, and they'll help you in that process of change. Part three, which was last week, we talked about uh, vision, and we said what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. We looked at the uh, Old Testament book of Numbers, and we talked about some principles there, if you can remember to last week. And finally, in part four, we're going to conclude today and close out this sermon series with talking about how prayer can change everything. How prayer can change everything. If you believe that this morning, say amen, church. Prayer can change everything. The uh, story goes that there was a storm raging on the seas. The billows were tossing high, and the captain realized that his ship was sinking fast. So he said, what am I going to do? And he called out, and he said, is there anyone on the ship who knows how to pray? One man stepped forward and said, I, captain, I know how to pray. 
Good, said the captain. You stand here while the rest of us put our life jackets on. Take a minute. Take a minute. Get it? Okay, good, good. <laughs> it's interesting to think about some people's thoughts about prayer. Some people think it's meaningless talk that you just kind of throw up, and there's no results or no effects or no impact when we pray. But then there's other people that stand on the other side of the spectrum, and they say there is some power in prayer, some life-changing power in prayer. Prayer is so important, in fact, that in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul talks about the importance of the congregation coming together to pray and to pray often. The Bible says pray without ceasing. There's power in prayer. But some people in the world don't really believe that. I would even say that some members of the church don't really fully comprehend the power that is in prayer. So this morning, I wanted to just give us a couple of ideas on how prayer might be able to change situations and change everything. If you're trying to reach a goal this year, if you're working towards a resolution, prayer is what is going to help you get there. Okay, church? So this morning, I got a couple of passages of scripture. I say that because we have a very, very long day today. We've got a men's leadership meeting immediately after service today. Uh, and then after that, we've got a Sunday evening service at 5.30. Jared's going to lead that in, us in that. And we want you to come back out for that, okay? So I, I don't have too long of a sermon for you this morning. So let's just hop right into it. First passage is found in Psalm chapter 51, verses 1 through 3. And the text says this, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Church, if you don't have that verse underlined in your Bible or highlighted on your tablet, whatever you have, you got to do that one. This verse is vitally, vitally important because it communicates to us how prayer can start us off on a right trajectory. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I, I just don't like waking up in the morning. I wish I could say I woke up like this, but it took some, it took some time to get this prepared. You wouldn't want to see me in the morning, right? Especially on a Monday morning when it's time to go to work and you know you got to sit in 405 traffic. You wake up and already what are you thinking about? What you've got to do for the day. What you've got to pay, what bills you got to take care of, how you got to sit in traffic all day, that coworker that is getting on your nerves at work, you're thinking about the boss, you're thinking about the children, you're thinking about all these tasks and responsibilities. And before you know it, right when you open up your eyes, your day is already filled with a whole bunch of stuff. And you know what many of us do? We hop out of the bed and we go on about our day. And we wonder why we're so grumpy. Amen. We wonder why we're so upset. We wonder why we snap sometimes. It's because we didn't start our day off on our hands and knees in prayer. And if you don't get anything I say this morning, church, hear this. As members of Christ's body, you ought to be praying every single morning when you get up out of that bed. Guess what? Because you could not, maybe you, you, you might not have woken up. But God woke you up and put breath in your lungs. He gave you the day to live. 
So right when we start our day, we should hit our knees and say, thank you, Lord, for today. And see if that just doesn't change your attitude just a little bit. Just a little bit. You might not be that grumpy anymore. I think it's okay to have a little grumpiness, but you might not be that grumpy anymore. Start every day with prayer. And when we pray, what are we doing? We are laying our petitions before the Lord. So all that stuff that you're getting ready to handle. You know, there's some commercials out that say, you know, I can't start my day off without the proper orange juice. Right? You've seen those commercials, right? Start your day off with prayer and see what it does. When those problems come your way, you're saying, I'm already prayed up so I can handle them. I can handle them. But sometimes we don't function in that capacity. So if you want to see change in your life, start every day on your hands and knees in prayer. Try it, church. Try it this week. I dare you to. Try it and see what it, see what it does. Prayer can change your attitude and the outlook on the day. Next passage is found in Isaiah chapter 38. You know what else prayer can do? Something really neat here. You've read this text before. It's the story of King Hezekiah and his interaction with God through prayer. And let me show you what God did when Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. In those days, Isaiah 38, 1 through 3, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, said, went to him and said, this is what the Lord said, Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover, period. End of story. My goodness. What if you got that news? You're going to die. You're not going to recover. It's over. And the prophet told you, right? He told you what's going to happen. Let me show you what Hezekiah did when he heard this distressing news, this news that he couldn't handle, this situation that was out of his control. Let me show you what he did. Verse number two. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and I have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Have you ever had one of those moments, church? A prayer cry? I'm naming it. I'm coining that. I'm trademarking. Prayer cry. There's something about those moments. You've had them before, haven't you? You might be driving in the car and just going through something and it hits and you're in prayer and you're crying at the same time. There's something cleansing about that whole process, right? And after you're done with that prayer, don't you just feel like a burden has been lifted? There's something about it. Hezekiah was praying and weeping bitterly at the same time before the Lord. You know what God did? He heard him. He heard him. And this is what he said to him in verse, uh, the next passage, verses 4 and 5. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says. I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. We don't really talk about that too much in the church. We'll say, you know, pray to God. He'll hear the prayers. But there's something about those tears associated with that prayer. When life is just so hard, God hears that prayer and he sees those tears. And he said, I'm going to add 15 years to your life. Church, I believe that through prayer, miracles can happen. You can't tell me otherwise. I truly believe it. And if we'll just pray in faith, have a little bit of faith, and if we just pray for something to happen, a miracle to happen, watch what God does. But do we have that type of faith? Do we really pray like that? Something to think about. Lastly, Jonah. You guys know the story of Jonah, right? He had a very interesting prayer too, didn't he? You remember the location in which he was praying? 
where he was. Let's go to this next slide, Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I call this a prayer of repentance. So you guys know the story of Jonah, right? God comes up to Jonah and says, Jonah, I want you to go preach to those people in, in Nineveh over there. Jonah said, oh, I don't know about that one, Lord. Um, I think I'm going to run from God. So he ran away, got onto a ship, and remembered the whole story. He was thrown overboard and miraculously was swallowed by a fish that the Bible says the Lord had prepared just for him. I believe the Lord disciplines those that he loves. And maybe if your life is not going according to plan, you might be getting disciplined by God right now. Maybe what God is saying to you is, I want you to repent and come back to me, and your life will be shored up and be a little bit better. Jonah didn't really think about that process, so when he was in the pit of despair, in the belly of the fish, he said, you know what, Lord, I probably need to repent and come on back to you. And sometimes that's what it takes, doesn't it, church? we got to be at the bottom, the pit of despair, to finally come to our senses and say, okay, you know what? I'm living contrary to the will of God. i got to switch it around. This is what Jonah's prayer looked like in this text. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. And you know what the scripture says in the next part of the story? What the fish do? Just spit him right back out, and he landed on the beach. RPV, you know, <laughs> it was great. And he got on about the Lord's business. There's something about prayer that changes your life, in particular prayers of repentance. I've got a friend here this morning by the name of Anthony, and I said, Anthony, will you do me a favor? Will you just for a couple of moments, a couple of minutes, just share your testimony and how prayer helped in that process of change for you in your life? Because Anthony has a very interesting story, and he said to me, Jason, if it wasn't for prayer, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. My life would be on a different trajectory. So without further ado, Anthony, come on up and talk to us about prayer. Good morning. Uh, I, I don't think the story went quite like that. Um, uh, the reason why uh, we came down here was to actually do some music to prepare some songs uh, for the Lord. So what happened was, I know you might be saying, well, how did this gentleman get here and why is he here and where, where did he come from? So what happened was the day that I was supposed to arrive and were keeping with tradition, of preachers who know there's a singer coming in town and another preacher coming in town. And he said something about curveballs earlier too, right? So the day that I was supposed to arrive, he said, hey man, he called me. And usually we text one another, but he called uh, this time. So I was like, hey man, this is refreshing. You know, my brother is calling to check on me. And he said, uh, yeah, so uh, you're coming in tonight. We'll make sure we have you uh, picked up from the airport and everything will be fine. And man, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to get in the studio. Things are going to be great. And, 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 and by the way, uh, uh, I got you on deck uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> I got you on deck Sunday morning. But, but he said, hey, I want you to talk about uh, who you are based on uh, who the Lord is, because I am who I am because of the Lord. Amen. And we all should understand that we are who we are because of the Lord. So you might be saying, why are you here? Well, how did you get here? And uh, not how did you get to Mission Viejo, but if you want to know that, it was Southwest. 
Flight 991 by way of points, sponsored by my brother Marcus Thompson, and that's how I got here. Uh, but the real question is, how did I get here? How did I get here to be able to stand in front of you as a man of God sharing his word? See, see, our brother talked about prayer. He talked about prayer. I was once in a state that I didn't know that I had the privilege. I actually didn't have the privilege of prayer. But while I was in that state, brothers and sisters like you had the privilege of prayer. Amen? So I believe that somebody, it could have been you, was praying for me. How, how did the Lord keep me intact? How am I alive here right now? I, I never was in the military, but I'm telling you, bullets flew past my head. See, I don't think that my testimony as, as a person who is now a child of God is of some any unique story or, or different from, from yours, but because we all are from the same island, and that island is the island of sin. And we all needed to be rescued from that island. Now, you may have been on the beach side, right? <laughs> on the beach side where your life didn't have as much uh, ill will as, as mine's did when I stayed in the, by the rocks and the, <laughs> and the trees and the brush. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but the Lord has a plan for every individual. It doesn't matter who you are or where you came from. Right. So something happened. Something happened. And what happened was I got introduced to something that sounded too good to be true. Have you ever got some type of news that just was like, come on now, you mean to tell me that is about to happen to me? I don't believe it. And then all of a sudden it comes into fruition. So when I heard the gospel, Right. And I heard that there's a you, you mean to tell me that you're forgiving me from be, being a misogynist. You're forgiving me for for putting illegal and, and these foreign substances into my body, interfering with my sobriety. That's true. See, that's why I'm so excited right now. You said, man, this brother, <laughs> he, he is, is so excited right now because I, I, I feel the same way right now as I did years ago when the gospel was presented to me. I feel the same way. See, my life was in shambles, in shambles. And everybody's story is different. If you saw a picture of me about 10 years ago or so, I sent it to uh, Jason. You, you say, I don't think we want that individual in our, our church. He, uh, uh, he looks a little suspect, you know. Uh, uh, but the Lord has brought me from a long way. And like I said, we came out here to do music, right? When I was in the world, I did music. But I did music in the world that you... Now... He, we are in the age of the internet, cyberspace, right? Uh, so all of the music that I've done in the past is on cyberspace. I won't tell you my name. I won't tell you no websites or none of that. But it will give you a picture of who I used to be and who the Lord made me now, right? And it could have been that somebody like you may have been praying some type of prayer 
You never know because God love, as it was manifested, there's so many gifts and fruit that came from God's love. And one of them is to be able to be a part of a fellowship. Another one is to be able to have the privilege of prayer. Right? So somebody pray for me somewhere. That's the only way that I'm not doing 25 to life. That's the only way that I'm still here breathing. That's the only way that I have a wife and children and God is taking care of us. That's the only way. Somebody prayed. And like you said, there's power in prayer. Could you imagine not having the privilege of prayer? Could you imagine just the gospel being presented to you? And then you got baptized and then God said, okay, you baptized now, right? I, I, I saved you. You've been translated but you have no communication with me. Some people are not even converted at the immersion. Mm, maybe you can preach that a little bit later. <laughs> immersion without conversion, meaning that you got translated into the kingdom, but it took a little time for you truly to be in converted, right? You needed time to pray with the Lord. You needed experience in that relationship. Right? You needed time. You, can you imagine just saying, man, I want to pray. I want to I wanna cry. I want to reach out. I, 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 there's some suppl supplication that needs to happen. There's some thank prayer of thanksgiving. There's some prayer of repentance that needs to happen, but I, I have no connection. I didn't have that connection. And God forbid that we had that connection and neglect that connection. We don't want to be a Christian right now and have the privilege of prayer and then don't use it. But I'm thankful that somebody had that privilege and somebody read the messages of the master. Somebody said he was praying for us long ago. He prayed for those who will come and believe. So I will follow that pattern and I'll continue to pray and pray and pray just like he did. And I'm so thankful that not only did he pray, that those who were children of God long ago prayed, and they prayed for me, and now I have the privilege and the blessing to be able to pray. So he said, hey, you know, I want you to get up there and speak. I'm going to say, you sure? Because, you know, I get pretty excited up there. And, uh, and I have the ability to do the Jedi mind trick in that I tell you, hey, I won't be very long, so if I stay energetic, it won't seem very long. <laughs> but you'll be here 45 minutes later saying, what happened? <laughs> but I, I, I'm a blessed individual right now. The Lord has brought me such a long way, and I just gave you the, the, the Spark Notes version of it. I didn't get too graphic with it, but the Lord has brought me a long way, and it really he's brought everyone a long way because we were in sin and from sin to salvation is a long way especially when you look at what the master actually did for us amen? amen so it's a privilege to be out here i'm just so thankful to be here with you i'm so thankful that my my brother is my brother i'm so thankful for his wife for for and his family for loaning him to us because you know he go to bed like 7 45 so you know we uh <laughs> <laughs> so we had him up late night <laughs> I, know, I, I know Justin he used to being up late so he and I are kindred spirits in that respect but, but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to be here the worship service is a blessing this congregation is a blessing when I get back 
to Mission VL, and I don't know when I'm coming back, but I have family here, so I know I'll be back. I will worship here. Amen? Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes, you did spill the beans. If you call after 7, I'm in the bed. Yes, I am. I'm usually, usually asleep. <laughs> well, thank you, Anthony. I want to close this with this thought, uh, this next slide found in Hebrews. We're talking about the power of prayer and how prayer changes, changes everything. I wish, I wish Ant could give you his whole story. It's, it's, something, it's something else. And now he's a faithful member of the Lord's church. It's just amazing to me. Um, let's end with this one, and then we'll close. Hebrews chapter 14 verses 15 and 16. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. Verse number 16, highlight this one, but if you're a good Church of Christ folk, you know this one. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it. I just want to leave you with that thought as we close this morning. Prayer, church, changes everything. Not only can it change your life, but it changes the life of other people when you pray for them. Amen. So this morning, we've got a song of invitation selected. During that song of invitation, we're asking you, Maybe you're here this morning in your need of restoration. You're in need of some change in your life. You can come forward and guess what the church will do for you. I say this every week. We'll pray with you and we'll pray for you. And guess what? This morning, if you're not a Christian and you're here and you're thinking about a life change and you want to be in Christ and a part of the church, you have this opportunity as well. We sing this song. It's kind of a tradition, but not really. During this song, we call it invitation because we're inviting you to come forward and we'll baptize you today, and your life will change for the good. So during this invitation, if there is anyone here that is in need, we invite you to come together while we stand and sing.